Adventurers and friends, welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. A recap of Session 17. We begin to explore down the catacombs with our frenemies in tow. We come across some ghouls who are ugly but have a bad day. One runs away and leads us into another room where we find more undead. Our coerced friends charge in and soak up enough damage to kill them all. Shortly thereafter, we finish up the undead. We then prepare to explore the rest of the catacombs. This door on the western side of this room, it's just a solid stone slab. It's a, it's a door that's completely different than all the others. There's no handle or anything on this side. It almost looks like it's just part of the wall, but it is definitely a door. Wasn't he trying to escape? <laughs> Uh, no, he just ran towards it. You guys came oh. to the conclusion he was trying to escape, so I just let you run with it. Well, I investigate it and try to figure out how to open it. I mean, you could give a perception check, but there's... 17. I take a look at the 23. And the door of wind and water is what it's called. Way to give it away. I'd blow and spit on it? Yeah. The door magically opens when you blow and spit on it. <laughs> of course it does. It was all planned. The, the clue to that door is on the other side because the opportunity that it's supposed to present is if you come down the other hallway, you could sneak up on that group of ghouls and the ghasts that are in there if you open that door because they haven't figured out how to open it. So the clue, the wind and water clue is on the other side big stone door. How stealthily does it open? <laughs> uh, Alright, I'm gonna be honest. Nothing else down here? That's basically it. Just show us everything? Oh, geez, that little corner? God. I was expecting there to be more, like, another we, room over there. We yeah, search every nook and cranny of this place, every dead body. What do we find? Well, he already said that uh, Smiler searched, like, they already searched yeah. all the bodies and congregated the loot, so we don't even have to do that. Savatri, if you search every nook and cranny, every corner, there is, in the other statue room, a uh, small, like, pile of what look like rags, except for the pile is magical. I will uh, check the magical rags. 22. One of them looks actually like a cloak. It's not the, the fanciest cloak, but it's there. You take 10 minutes to identify it, and you identify this mangy brown and gray coat to be something called a coyote cloak. That sounds cool. You gain a plus one item bonus to survival checks, and if you critically succeed at your survivor check to subsist, you can feed twice as many additional creatures. Who does survival here? The druid or the monk? The druid. This Jibdaya. Right, Jib, use a cloak. Toss it at him. It's a uh, brown and gray coyote fur cloak. How much is it worth? Uh, 60 gold. Yeah, here you go, Jib. Thanks. J- you, are you taking it, Jib? I'm assuming you're just taking it. Yeah. It's actually not a bad item. Let's go meet back up with Turtle. And our new slurk friend. And our new slurk friend. Yeah, let me ch- let me uh, I go to the slurk. Can you give me an am- animal empathy here? I'm sure gonna try. Uh, I'll stand there with Jeb in case this goes poorly. It's gonna be my mount. 
Well, it, you might it moves faster. It moves faster than me and can climb. <laughs> it can climb. That part's really cool. Survival. I mean, better check. Oh, well. You definitely fail for the. I mean, it was already friendly with us, right? So now it'd just be indifferent. It was. Uh, well, I mean, as far as it's concerned, I mean, it it doesn't see its people. Yeah. So it's it might be a little concerned about that. It doesn't exactly hate you, but it's indifferent towards you right now. I toss it some food or rations. I do a survival. No, I mean, a nature check. To. I'll tell you. <laughs> Shit. I know nothing of slurks. Not you don't know slurks. I was trying to remember. I was trying to see if I could like know what they like. Think of like a treat they're yeah. they're particularly fond of. He just is he's totally indifferent to you at the moment. You can come back and try again if you'd like. I make a nature check to like try to climb on top of him. Just like Try doing it yourself. Just trying to climb on top of him. Alright, go and, ahead and give and, me give me uh you'll have to do technically diplomacy check. Luckily I'm good at those. Oh for I fuck. get a twenty seven. Uh the DC's higher because you don't have animal empathy, but at a twenty seven and this thing being trained. Yeah. Yeah. It lets you get on it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Moonlight rides the slurk. The slurk riding Leshy. Are you gonna name it now? Probably, but I'll think about it. Uh, are you gonna be the one that looks into mountain combat? Sure. <laughs> God, twenty-seven the diplomacy check. See, you know, part of me, part of me says that I should just be like, ah, you're not a druid. You just can't do that. But, but fuck it. Yeah, I mean, but you wanted, you wanted to. It's already slurk. broken. I just We've wanted to. But fuck it. But fuck it. But fuck it. <laughs> so command an animal is a nature check, which I've got a decent nature. So I'm going to say, like, the diplomacy was, like, letting him, letting the, the slurk be comfortable with you getting on to it. Right. If you're going to be commanding it, you will be making the nature checks, yeah. Yeah, I was just looking into mounted combat. Right. And on. it says you have to make a command an animal action to get your mount to spend its actions. What's the check equal to? Do we know? Uh, nature check against the animal's will DC. GM might adjust the DC if the animal has a good attitude toward you. You suggest a course of action that was predisposed towards or you offer it a treat <laughs> slurk treats but I mean I would assume we will become best friends so should we go check out the rooms up here now outside the crypt yep. well there's a double door to go through still well and there's a door to the south too oh shit yeah what are you, are you gonna check it out Tavatri? assuming everybody else is here with me I think we'd all be there Kestrel you opening the door I'll check it for traps first go ahead I will join him on that. I get a 19. Mine doesn't matter. Uh, it does not trapped. Uh, yes, I will open that door. You open the door and it bleeds into a small room. It, there's a wall-mounted basin filled with water and a few hooks bearing gray robes. And uh, there's some soap next to the wash basin. Looks like a place to wash up. I wash up. Yeah, I wash up. I wash, yeah, wash up, up and I and I also uh, mm-hmm. refocus. Yeah. Refocus? Yeah. Well, I refocused. I mean, I think Savatri spent like 
20 minutes identifying stuff. So I was going to say between identifying the searching, you guys have been down in the crypts for maybe or the catacombs for maybe an hour. Yeah, maybe two. I go look at this door to see if it's locked or if there's a Um, way to lock it. Fuck my life. Well, there wasn't a trap on it before, but there is now when you trigger it. (laughs) I was looking for traps. I was looking to see if it was locked. (laughs) Well, you found one anyways. It's locked. (laughs) (laughs) There's no lock on there. It's locked. Is anybody low on spells and shit? I forgot that I was a caster, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Swan, are you good? I forget that you're a caster. Like you mentioned having light, but it's like, why would you have light? I, I think of you as a, I think of you as a fighter. Yeah, um, I have literally used one level spell, one, one level one spell. That's it. Yeah, I think yeah. we're good. Unless you think so too. No, nah, I've only used one level one spell in one of my four heals. I will say that those double doors in front of you are locked, but not by mundane means. Detect magic would reveal that it is magically locked. Okay. Spit and blow on it. (laughs) (laughs) So the doors that are here have this really beautiful, like, marbled pattern and texture into them. Uh, There are door handles that seem to be sort of carved of emerald and made of the, uh, into the shape of the Gazran holy symbol, the leaf with the dew droplet coming off of it. The doors are not locked. Do those leaves have any kind of demonic things etched onto them like other some of, some of the other symbols we've seen on the creatures? Good question. No, they do not. Okay. So who wants to open the door? I'll do it. Let's get everybody arranged on the map where you would be. FYI, Turtle hates this place. She's just gonna hang back everywhere. <laughs> she hasn't been involved in a fight in like two weeks. Why? I don't know. She just doesn't like this place. She's still tra- traumatized by the frogs. She thought Is she th- hanging out with the slurk now, though. No, she hates the slurk. Looks so She's cute probably and gonna eat it. I, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think the slurk. Slurk's is twice bigger. her size. <laughs> yeah, I think the slurk's bigger than Turtle is. So looks like Jebediah steps up to. The Gazran doors. Well, I open it. The door opens into a magnificent gallery that glows with light from magical spheres that are set into eight twisting pillars that stretch from the floor to the ceiling, 20 feet above. That ceiling depicts a cloudy, storm tossed sky with remarkable realism. The floor is covered with a mosaic of tiles that portray the depths of the ocean, complete with coral reefs, seaweed beds, and a school of fish. Corridors lead away from the gallery to the north and to the south, and the hall ends in a massive bronze double door sculpted in a fantastic diorama of animals of all kinds, fish swimming in the sea, beasts walking the earth and birds soaring in the sky. Pretty and cool. I, I think this room is fantastic. I love this room. It looks uh, really cool on the on the map as well. Oh yeah, they actually did the mosaic on the map. It's very well done. Of course, in typical room description fashion, there are two creatures that are in this room. The first thing that happens as Jebediah swings open the door 
is you see one of the uh, retainers, you know, with his trident and with his shield, standing off to the side in between some of the pillars, but this woman steps out in between the pillars and with her trident glares down at you and she goes, Who are you to violate the sanctum? The Circus of Wayward Wonders! The Circus? No, Svantri's already rolling the initiative. <laughs> I mean, I know much. where this is going. This, chick looks pretty this chick's bad. gotta die, so. Yeah, she looks yeah. very fanatic. If very, I know anything fanatic. about these tridents, they hurt. You said yeah, two she... creatures. The yeah, other the other retainer. one is one of the retainers for a hot moment. And then suddenly through his mouth bursts oh. a verb black worm. Oh, good. Wonderful. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, that's why you didn't put him on the yeah, that guy's back. Or at least one of them. Um, yeah, watch out for 30 feet within within 30 feet of that thing. Yeah, I'm just going to leave now. Ted and Svatri had the right idea. Let's get some initiatives rolled. The uh, female priest got a 22 and goes first. So with her first action, she steps five feet up. And with her second and third action, she casts a spell, a blazing ball of fire appears inside of Jebediah's square. Uh And Jebediah needs to give me a reflex save. 17. 17 fails. Oh no, 2d10 damage. Jebediah takes 6 fire damage. This is fucking weak. I actually take 4 fire damage. Wait, why? Because I'm a dwarf. Oh, you oh, got the fire heart. Are you the thing. fire fireforged dwarf? Or Forged something? dwarf. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, that would be her second and third action. Then it's going to go down to Jebediah. It's your turn. Oh, Shiza. Um. Anything happen? As you get closer. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if anybody has the opportunist or whatever. Oh, attacks of opportunity. No, you're not looking at it. No. Well, at least nobody swings at you. All right. I will strike down this woman with a measly 16. 16 misses. I'm done. Alright. I hate my short legs. <laughs> <laughs> then after Jebediah, it's Vatri. If only you had a very fast pet tiger that could, you know, move into position with you. So I'm sorry, uh, I really haven't fucked around with ranged combat in a bit. In two we. Um, uh-huh. How does it work? Do I do you still take a penalty for shooting into melee? There's no no none no precise shot requirements or anything like that. And then with the um, cro- with the crossbow, how many actions is it, is it to reload? Depends. Uh, a regular crossbow is a re- the reload one trait. That just means it takes an action to reload. The heavy crossbow takes two actions to reload. This just says crossbow. Then that's just a regular crossbow, so it's one action to reload. Then okay. So Sabatra will take her first action to move into the a little bit closer to the doorway uh, so she can actually see the enemy, the f- female priest. And she will shoot her with her crossbow that she got from uh, the Abadarian douchebag. Oh, um, oh the crossbow from Nellen. All right. So Jeb would give lesser cover. That's true. And I think that's just a minus one to attack. Yeah. Takes the shot, gets a 17 to hit. 17 misses. Fuck. Uh, third action will be to reload the crossbow. Then after Savatri, 
the wriggling worm takes a bite at Jebediah. Gets a 31 to hit. Get fucked, buddy. Why do this? Why why roll a 19 every time I swing with one of these guys? I don't know. Jebediah takes 19 points of piercing damage as the firm-like worm grasps onto his shoulder mm. and sinks in. Uh, that's the worm's first action. I think for the worm's second action, it's going to attempt to shove Jebediah. Jebediah does a 17 beat your fortitude DC. No. Okay. All right. Then out of sheer frustration, the verm like swings the fist of the body it's inhabiting and gets a 10 to hit. All right. Kestrel, it's your turn. Okay. So I am going to use an action to activate my bracelet of dashing. Then with that, ah, I now okay. have yeah, let's go the super fast guy. More things to go fifty foot movement speed. I suggested giving it to Jeff. Yeah, and everyone declined, and I was like, yeah. "Fucking assholes!" I'm using it to get back behind female human priest, and I will do it uh, in a manner in which I would not incur an attack of opportunity. So that's Maybe two that, actions. You don't have to worry about it, but yeah, okay, continue. But I'm doing it anyway. With my third action, I will activate Flurry. And uh, all right. What? I'm just sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. That's just very, very good tactical decision. And I'm depressed that the thing that I was going to do is not going to work out as well as I wanted it to. Fuck you. It's better for you, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Jesus can't roll. Oh, but it looks like it hits. Hey. 16 while they're flat footed does hit. Fantastic. So I will deal her four damage. And I will make an attack with my flurry. Second attack. Oh, looks like I hit again. Yeah, 23 will hit. I will deal her <laughs> two damage. And then I would like a fortitude save, please. Ah, good. This is the important part about dealing damage. Fortitude save comes out as a 25. Jesus. She's fine. Okay. All righty then. Very, very well played turn there, Kestrel. Then that's going to take us over to Moonlight. It's your turn. Well, we're going to see how this works. I'm going to command my slurk to move forward. (laughs) (laughs) This could be hilarious. If this does not go well, then we all know what's going to happen. I get a 24 to beat its will DC. Oh, boy. Okay. So this is the first time we've ever tried to command an animal outside of the animal companion situation. Um Swanee, I'm sure, I know you've looked into this. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the commanding an animal? Um, yeah, well, we can start with mounted combat. In order to do mounted combat, you have to give your animal a command. And so that is a nature check of command an animal, which in order to command them, you need to beat the animal's will DC. And the GM might adjust the DC if the animal... Um, has a good attitude toward you, suggest a course of action, it was predisposed toward, or offered a treat. But most animals know how to leap, seek, stand, stride, and strike basic actions. An animal knows an activity, such as a horse's gallop. You can command the animal to perform the activity, but you must spend as many actions on command an animal as activity number of actions. Oh, okay. So Got it. each thing I want the animal to do, I have to do a command an animal check. 
Got it. And you have the option of all the, the things that you just read there for Perfect. what you want to command it to do. And also, I mean, like, since it has that, like, belly grease and entangling slime and stuff like that, or yeah. I can command it to do those things also, but it takes as many actions as it would normally. So, like, slime squirt, you could have it I could command it, it to do slime squirt. Cool. Honestly, that on its own is pretty damn cool. You're just going to need to beat... Uh, it's not necessarily that difficult, but a 14 is its will DC. But also, it's never going to gain levels. Right. So, I mean, it's going to be very easy to kill at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it moves faster than I do, and it has a climb speed, so... All right. I love that you are now riding a giant slimy frog. <laughs> giant tusks. I'm just going to have it move forward with me on it. So, that's my first action. Okay, was to command it. Was and then to it command it. It moves move. on my turn, so it does okay. whatever I tell it to do on my turn. Is it the one action, two action trade-off like the animal companion? No, this is a basically an action for action. Action like, for action. I tell exchange. it to move. It takes my act. One of takes my action. It then moves. Got it. But got it. Combined, okay. we only have three total actions. Between the two of you. Okay. And that's why the druid as an animal companion or the ranger options are better at animals in general. That's really cool. That's a cool distinction. So I'm going to kind of move around behind this thing. That's 30 feet of movement. Um, So that's my first action to move in the room and then to the southern edge of the room. Kind of on the other side of the pillars, trying to get a little bit of visual cover there. Yeah, trying trying to get away from the human priest but kind of start moving get get close to this medium oh, I should mouth just, worm <laughs> we all know it's a verm like we all know him we all hate him i think i will just telekinetic projectile the verm we will get a 26 to hit 26 will hit it's not a critical though yeah i'll go with bludgeoning just because bludgeoning is fun um so i deal it 2d6 plus 4 10 total damage all right 10 damage to the verm like takes it right in the Right in the noggin, and as you uh, hit it, uh, it pulls its mouth off of Jebediah's shoulder and swivels over to you and screeches. And that's my turn. And that's going to put us to the top of round two. Uh, at the top of round two, since nobody's in the doorway there, the very heavy decorative doors that lead into the grand hall here begin to slowly close. <laughs> All I can think of is Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Don't forget your hat. Exactly. Uh, The first thing that the priest is going to do is it's going to begin casting a spell. Fear has a 30-foot range, and it's going to target one creature, and it's definitely going to be... Jeb, you didn't hit her. Nope. Kestrel did. Kestrel makes a will save. Gets a 19 and fails wonderful yeah that's great right yeah that means with a with a regular failure against the fear spell uh you are frightened too right then with the priest's third action will retreat into the corner of this room almost the corner of this room don't want to get stuck in that situation again then that's going to take us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. If you want to get directly to her south with one movement, I'll go over and get to her north. Yeah, the worm's gross. I'll run away from him. <laughs> yeah, I'll just swing. 
Oh, she's easy to hit. Okay, 17 to hit. 17 hits. 11 damage. Nice. Then I'll give a turn to Turtle. <laughs> oh, yeah? What's Turtle going to do? She goes right here in the middle of the room. Turtle just runs into the middle of the room. Then that's going to take us down to Savatri. Jeb, you don't need healing right now, right? You're barely bloodied. As long as he doesn't get crit again. Yeah, so he's fine. He's fine. I mean, he's only got one enemy next to him, too. That can change. I kind of want to see what the Vermlech's going to do. So you should, you should trip this Vermlech. I don't think there's a point to just running over tripping him. I mean, he'd lose one action to stand back up. And I'd waste three actions just to get over there, trip it, and run away. Don't forget the door's closing, so you want to get in there. Oh, the door's closing? Yeah. yeah, at the top of the round, I said the door is slowly closing. How slowly? Uh, bottom of the round, it'll be closed. Okay, I'm going to hold my action. I want to see what the Burmlek's going to do. Oh, okay. Then a delay from Savatri. That's going to take us over to the Vermlek. The Vermlek, with its first action, is going to run down and around the pillars on the southern end of the room. Up and behind Jebediah. What an, ass. what an absolute ass. <laughs> and he's flanking Jebediah. Seems like a really smart Vermlek. Then with its second action, will bite at Jebediah. The flat-footed Jebediah gets an 18 to hit. At least it's not a crit. That's true. And it's going to deal 12 points of damage to Jebediah on a bite. And it's going to sink its wormy maw right in that same place that it bit before. And it starts chewing on the same chunk of meat. And then while it's chewing, it delivers a fist attack right to your kidney. Stop trying to fist Jebediah. No. Sick son of a bitch. I will never stop. An 11 doesn't hit, though. That's the Vermlek's turn. So Savasri's going to take her turn. Uh, she'll move into the room to get within 30 feet. Okay. Of, uh, Jebediah, and then do a two-action heal on him. See that two D eight plus sixteen. Uh, two D two D ten. Oh, that's right. You got that feat. Is it a feat or a class feat? Right. It's healing hands. It's a class feat because it says cleric. Now oh, there you go. Trades, so decent roll. You get thirty. <laughs> nice. Wow. I feel blessed and touched <laughs> alive that's my turn man pretty damn effective i'd say and all right after savatri then it's kestrel's turn kestrel all right move north of the gosrin priest lady that's action one action two will activate flurry of blows so attack numero uno and oh, that's gonna be a fucking miss and my second attack that is also a fucking miss. With my third action, I will cast shield. Yeah, that was rough. My frightened condition goes down one. It certainly does. From frightened two down to frightened one. It is Moonlight's turn. Okay, I don't want to risk not being able to move. So I'm going to dismount as my first action. Okay. And then with the second and third, I'm going to cast telekinetic projectile. Get that verm like again. Yes. Uh, I only get a 15, so I'm guessing I miss. Yes, I do miss. A 15 would miss. Not sure you actually have line of sight on that one, though. Well, I'm never sure about telekinetic projectiles. It's like, where is this? Where is it coming from? 
like whatever oh, I'm throwing. That's a really good point. With that like, mind, you could almost have it happen from anywhere. From almost any direction. Yeah. It's kind true. of the way I've been playing it. It's just I like, mean, you know, you're picking something up from whatever he's got a clear shot and just throwing it at him. Unexpected major plus from telekinetic projectile. It's a ranged attack that almost, you can almost reliably say you'll never have cover on the attack, the enemy. Yeah, I would, I mean, it doesn't specifically say that, but, you know, it also says you pick up any random object. <laughs> I mean, I suppose I could say that this is a well-kept floor and there's no loose stones or pebbles or anything that you could pick up and throw at it. But that's an asshole move, and I'm not going to do that. Today. Today. Okay. Well, I miss anyways. My turn's done. All right. Then, after Moonlight, the big doors from the entry into this hall close shut quietly. Because of the position you put her in earlier, the female priest dropped the flaming sphere sustain action, so that's not happening anymore. Yeah, that's rough. I think just gonna attack Jebediah, because she's got flanking. Jeb, you're the tank today. Like every day. <laughs> Jeb, you're the tank today again. We got the tank above me, and then I'm just meaty. There's 18 These hit perfect hits foot. on me. Convenient. Going to deal you 15 points of damage with that trident that she's wielding. Okay, with her second action, she runs around the pillar and behind the Vermlek, putting the Vermlek in between Jebediah and herself. And finally... Damn enemies having tactics. She is going to cast a spell, a very familiar spell. She's going to cast Heal on herself. Fuck. Ah. Wow, that was a waste. She only has first level heal, and she rolled a one on her one action heal. Man, that's rough. All right, well, after that, Jebediah, it's your turn. Well, after she did her, like, castling move, I'm not sure what to do. (laughs) She switched with the (laughs) right. Thanks, David. That's very good. Wow. Take that. Okay, Jebediah swings around the pillar to pinch her in between the wall and Jebediah. I'm trying to make her claustrophobic, sorry. <laughs> You're getting up all up in her grill all the time and she really doesn't like 23. it. 23. Fuck, she hates it. She takes that hit. Nine. Yikes. Alright, nine points of damage. Um, I'm gonna move the cat here and... Is Turtle attacking the Vermlek? Yeah. Get it, Turts. I hate it. I'm never gonna say don't, it again. Don't don't say that again. Never again. That didn't take me long. Oh <laughs> shit! Turtle with the big guns. Twenty-eight critical hit, not twenty on the dice. Ten. Ten points of damage to the Vermlek. Solid hit, Turtle. Well done. You bite my master, I bite you. Then after Turtle and Jebediah rip into the enemy, it is the worm in a skin bag suit. Hold on, you ready for this, David? No. I got a bad idea. And by bad idea, I mean it's a great idea. You're going to need to give me a will save okay. as the Vermlek begins casting a spell. 18. An 18 is going to fail. going to be the two-level harm, isn't it? Uh, it is. Harm is fortitude now? So here's the thing. Uh, it's worse. So. Oh, it's worse. <laughs> it, it, it's okay. An 18 would have failed either way. 
Yes. Okay. So then... My got it. Got it. Okay. It's going to do 3d8 of negative damage to Kestrel, which is going to equal 12. That could have been worse. Yeah, it really could have. Roll a 1, a 3 in there. All right. When it comes to rolling poorly on damage, I am the last person you will get sympathy from. It's true. I roll so bad on my damage with this character. And you know, it's really funny. It's been happening so often, I didn't even bat an eye at it when you rolled like shit before when you hit twice. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, All right, then the Vermlike uses the two-action version of the harm spell and then turns around and attacks Jebediah. Now, I'm going to say, Jeb, because you guys are kind of kitty corner to this pillar that's here, you're going to have lesser cover to this attack. That doesn't matter anyways. 29 to hit. Sinks its teeth into Jebediah. Once again, it loves that piece of meat. In fact, it's starting to get really gross looking. Imagine like a piece of gum when you chew on it and then take it out of your mouth. 14 points of damage to Jebediah. That's going to make it Savatri's turn. How did you get so fucking hurt again? She did damage to me and he did damage to me. Yeah, they both attacked Jeb. Why didn't you heal me enough? I almost put you back to max. (laughs) That was close. (laughs) Fucking 30. Oh, jeez. Jeb's down to 9 HP already. Wow. Mm -hmm. He's down 34. I'm fast. I don't really want to keep burning all my heal spells. I still got all mine, so feel free to. (laughs) (laughs) And I healed Jebediah 25. I got one left. I have three. It is is, uh, Kestrel's turn. Yes. Kestrel will simply move south 10 feet. Uh, I don't really have a good way to get at the priest, so we'll attack the Vermlek with Turtle. Activate Flurry of Blows. Make an attack. Attack number one. I get a 17 to hit. Looks like it misses. Attack number two. Get a six to hit. It misses. I cast Shield. All right. Did we ever cast use to play where... God damn it. Like rolling a one, like it ends your turn? Yes. I feel like we... Ends your, I, I ended, ended your attacks. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thought we did that? But I know I did. Like, like that, yeah, early, I mean, early one even when we were playing... Did we do like a like crit cards or something or no? Muscle? It was just to be a roll of one like something. So I think like you like dropped your you fumbled or you lose your last year attack. Yeah, I can't remember oh. up from if it was a three thing or a three five thing or, or if it was just like a house rule. But I know we always used to play like that. That's well, we right. played it like that in our other group too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's where I picked it up from. I think we just carried it over to this group. So. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that was a David and I just doing something that we'd always done. <laughs> yeah, and it may have been wrong, even for the rules that we were. Playing. Yeah, that could be. That could be. That sounds like something a DM would say that they want to be a thing. That's just how we always did. I never questioned it. Anyway, I'm done. I suck ass. Ah, uh, Kestrel's frightened condition is now gone, which brings us down to Moonlight, bottom around three. Um, so I will move up to just behind Jeb, and, and I will cast... We're going to go with Phantom Pain, I think. Ooh. Now, which one do I think is going to have a lower will save? Probably the Vermlick. Let's go for the Vermlick. Vermlick gets a 12 on its will That is a failure. On Phantom Pain, a failure does 2d4 mental damage. Okay. He takes five mental damage. 
doesn't he get persistent damage or something? Okay, I was, I was double checking. Um, yeah, he actually gets persistent damage and is sickened one. Ah, but if he recovers from the sickened condition, he loses the persistent damage. Ah, I see. Okay, got it. Got it. So he can take like an action to retch or something like that and try yeah. to get rid of the sickened. He just makes a save against your spell DC. Yeah. Top around four. It's the priest's turn again. The priest is kind of stuck where she is right now with the Vermlek just to the north of her and Jebediah right next to her. So she is going to first stab at Jebediah with her trident. Gets a 28 to hit. Could you stop rolling like 1819s to hit Jebediah? Apparently not. Uh, 13 points of damage to Jebediah. I, I, And then I think with their second and third action, she is going to cast Produce Flame and throw a flame at... It's going to be Jebediah again. Does a... Never mind. Nine does not hit. That's the priest's turn. Jeb, your turn. All right. We will swing. Shit, bud. You're having a hard time hitting tonight. <laughs> uh, let's see. It was Jeb swung twice for a 14 and a 5, respectively. I believe now he's giving his third action to Turtle. Yeah, I think I might. Just cause... Con- <coughs> Contemplating what Turtle's going to do right now. Please don't. Okay. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> uh... stop rolling like garbage, bud. 15 from Turtle. Is Agile minus two or minus one? Minus one. Um, okay. Well, plus, I guess. But 18. 18? Oh, that hits because of the second condition, specifically. Debuffs for the win. Debuffs in 2E mean so much more than they did in 1E. Yeah, they do. Five damage. All right, that claw attack, and that's five slashing damage on the Vermlac. That's it. It, it It's skin suit quivers. It brings us over to the Vermlac. The Vermlac has kind of a whole range of options right in front. But I think the first thing the Vermlac's going to do is it's going to take that action to try to overcome the sickness. Wait, so, so that is a fortitude save against my spell DC. It is a fortitude save. Okay, got it. Yeah. And it is the Vermlac's best save. So here it comes. 16. That fails. That fails. All right. And the Vermlek is still second and wastes an action. I think technically you can keep trying. I mean, it's an action every time, I guess. Oh, really? I mean, it says you can spend a single action retching and attempt to recover, which lets you immediately attempt a fortitude save against the DC of the effect that made you sickened. I mean... Okay. Then, yeah. It, I guess if it wants to continue tr- trying that, I don't it see why it couldn't. The worm-like worm kind of like puts its worm head straight into the air and it starts like doing this like undulating like as it's trying to like gag and retch up whatever is making him sickened. So he's going to make another fortitude save. This one's a 28. Uh, yeah. So that, that will saves. save. But That's two actions. I, I consider two actions and quite honestly an, or a, an extra hit because I think that's a successful spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that's that's a big deal. Then uh, can't really move, actually. The Vermlek's pinned, unless it makes an acrobatics check to try to move through a square as well. So 
Vermlek can't reach Moonlight, which is what it really wants to do right now. It's gonna go back to Old Fateful and bite Jebediah's shoulder again. 20 to hit. Did you give him lesser cover? I should have given him lesser cover. Oh! Attack me! God, so many of these things that that hit Jeb wouldn't have hit me. Well, actually, that damage not happening. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's actually happening. It should have had lesser cover, which means it would have had a 19, and a 19 does not hit you, correct? Correct, Mundo. All right, then that is not a hit. And the Vernlex's turn goes by with it retching and missing Jebediah. That's going to take us over to Savatri. You're up. Uh, Savatri will. I think she's just going to take a shot with the crossbow. Load it up. Why not? Guessing they got lesser cover because of Jeb and uh, Moonlight, or is that more cover because there's two of them there? Uh, no, I, ever, I don't think it's ever more than just lesser cover when it's going through yeah. soft cover or soft objects, I guess. Uh, I'm really small. Yeah, I was going to say, plus Moonlight's short. Also, Moonlight's very short. I'd take a shot and roll a one. Yeah, it actually clacks off the pillar just to your right because you just went way wide on it. It's a new crossbow. I'm getting used to it. I reload it and fire a second time. Ah. All right, let's see it. 22 to hit. There it is. 22 definitely hits. And this is against the... Priest. Priest. Seven damage. Seven damage. That takes... All right, that priest is starting to look real, real heavy. And that's going to take us over to Kestrel. It's your turn. So, yeah, I'm just going to do what I did before. We're going to... This time, I'm actually going to activate key strikes with my first action. With my second action, I will activate flurry of blows. And let's make an attack. Particularly now that I am no longer... Fear. Jesus. I'm going to use my action point on that. My hero point. Use my hero point on that shit. I, I swear that like that like clattered on the 20 for a hot second. I thought it was a now 20. Let's try again. I get an 18 to hit, which looks like it's still a miss. Uh, against the Vermlek. The Vermlek. An 18 is a miss now because the second condition is gone. And with my second attack on it, I get an 8 and I miss. Um... I will, instead of casting shield, just try one last desperate attack to try and hit. Good old crit fishing. Oof. Nope. So I, rolled, I rolled three attacks, and I'd like to point out that my dice rolls were two, eight, two, two. Four attacks. <sighs> this has been a very poor combat for Kestrel. I am done. <laughs> it has been. It has been. I'll tell you the one thing that Kestrel's been doing, that, that Kestrel didn't. He made the biggest opening action and one of the biggest contributions to the fight, which was to break up their tactics immediately by flanking the spellcaster. She was going to drop back and cast her ranged spells while the Vermlek engaged in melee, and you fucked that right up. Well, good. Fuck that, because <laughs> I can't hit him at all. Well, uh, that's going to that's gonna take us over to Moonlight. It's your turn. Okay. First action, I'm going to cast Tentacular Limbs. Make those little vines reach out and then I'm going to cast chill touch on the priest hoping they have a low fortitude save we'll see fuck um needed a 19 got 25 yep yep so they succeed so she just takes 2d4 plus 4 she ends up taking 5 negative damage moonlight was the bottom around 4 that's going to bring us to the top around 5 with the priest once more the priest's eyes go wide with desperation, and she stabs at Jebediah again. Gets a 12 to hit. Finally, not a critical right on my first roll. 
she realizes that Jebediah is really, really difficult to take down. So she's going to redirect a little bit here. She wants to get out from this pin. You know, you got about pincer. one more level until it's going to start really hurting you. So you just what? You get you get your attacks, you get your movements in while you can. Oh, yeah. Way <laughs> uh, before that attack of opportunity just kills my fun, right? Yes. Kestrel, I need you to give me a fortitude save. All right. Well, I critically succeed with a 20 on the die. Use There's those rolls, boy. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Where it counts, you know? Yeah, no shit. Uh, she cast a spell called Spider Sting. In this spell, you take 1d4 piercing damage regardless of your save. So you take two piercing damage. There's a little sting gets you right in the shoulder. But however, let's see, critical success, you are completely unaffected by the, good. the spider venom. Well, that's good because it's kind of, you know, this is why we play role-playing games. Because in real life, I hate spiders and I'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but Kestrel is drunk and he's just like, I don't care. It's a fucking spider. Whatever's, man. See, you can't even actually, like, bite through my skin. Alright, then uh, after the priestess casts her spell and stabs at Jeb, Jebediah, it's your turn. Well, I'll continue to swing so violently. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, man. This has been um, such. This has been the opposite of last combat, where we like rolled really well and everything went well. And now we did, we can't roll shit. I too will hero point. Ha! Oh, gosh, Savatri's heels and your guys's movement tactics saved you tonight. Your rolls have failed you left and right. Not entirely, unless, but unless she has an ability, uh, Spider Sting is a touch attack. Did I totally overlook that? I think I might have totally overlooked that. We'll say it went to me. Yeah, we'll just say she's got a thing. I didn't think about it right away, but then I'm like, wait a minute, mm. Kestrel's right, not right next door. Yeah, and you have that spell. I suppose you would know that. See, I didn't think about it right away, though, because I can, I do the tentacular limbs, and I can touch from farther away. That's true. 21! Ooh. Turtle gets 21 to hit the Vermlek, yeah? Four! Four points of kitty damage on the Vermlek. And then we're going to do 12! To hit? No, will not hit. That's all I got. All right, then. After Jebediah, it's the Vermlex turn. Boy, it's just an awkward place for him to be in. Should he should just give up? No, they, they, they fight to the death. They fight to the death, so the Vermlex gonna... This is just for you, Kestrel. Vermlex gonna turn around and bite Kestrel. The one damn time I didn't cast shield. But it doesn't matter! Because with the 19 units, yeah, I'm gonna make a call. At least one of these things is gonna hit you on your AC. I'm gonna <laughs> hit you because you didn't catch shield. Let's try. I always try and take advantage when I cast key strike. I always try and just go all out with attacks. But it didn't matter. Didn't matter this time around. That's okay. This guy's gonna. Let's see. He's gonna try biting you again. Ah, loving to hit. And critically, swing wildly with a fist. Nope. 13 to hit. All right, the Vermlek fails miserably. It's Savatri's turn. Reload my crossbow. Take a shot at the good old human priest. Get him with a get her with a 24. It looks like 24 gets it. Eight damage. Shit. And Savatri's, reload the crossbow. Savatri's getting good with that crossbow because this time Savatri takes a moment, breath in, and as she breathes out, pulls the trigger and just boom right through the priestess's eye and she falls. Nice shot, Savatri. 
That's a. Uh, you have one more action. Oh, you reloaded, shot, then reloaded. Correct. That's right. Last round, you shot, reload, shot. That's going to take us over to Kestrel. It's your turn. All right. Well, we're just going to activate Flurry and attempt to attack the dumb Vermleck again. Again. <laughs> actually hit. Uh, I get a 14. That's a miss. I'm going to go with a no. I don't think you can actually do that. Check. Attack again. I get an eight. That's a miss. With my second action, I'll attack a third time. That's a that's a one on the dice. Critical miss. And with my third action, I'll cast shield. Oh god. <laughs> I hate I'm my so life s- so much. I'm so sorry, Kestrel. I rolled uh-huh. so badly tonight. That's awful. All right. Well, Moonlight, it's your turn. Um. Yeah, I decided to try to cast a chill touch on the Vermlek. Okay. He critically succeeds, and he nothing does, happens. Does roll a thirty on that fortitude save. Strongest save that Vermlek fortitude. Third action. I stand here. Yep. Here. I stand here. I got nothing else to do. Slackjaw, because that was a good save. Like how the hell did I completely miss? I was like, I could at least do half damage on him. Nope. Just mm, not even. Then that's gonna take us to the top of round six, Jebediah. It's your turn. I missed that she was dead. Oh yeah, that literally just happened. <laughs> you know, Savatri, crossbow well, the eyeball. I'll just step up a little bit here and attempt to make an attack at a twenty-three. That'll hit. Fifteen damage. Jeez. Ah, uh, Jebediah, you sever the verm like in half at the spot where it exits the body of the hermit that it's inhabiting. Stop biting me. Dead vermlek. As soon as Jebediah severs the vermlek, actually, uh, it writhes on the floor a little bit before finally dying. But as soon as it does, the doors that you're standing right next to Kestrel, those uh, very large bronze doors uh, with the the beasts and the, the fish and the birds all over it, suddenly all of the bronze relief carvings in the door of the animals and the fish and all the birds come alive and they turn to Kestrel who's standing right in front of the door and in an unearthly unison chorus says Corruption has shut this door but that cannot keep us out Cleanse these halls of the corrupted that infest it, and we will open this door for you. Or, if you are one of the chosen of the wind and waves, then you may enter. After delivering the message, the beasts on the door return to their original positions and stand in silence. Kestrel looks at his tankard of ale and at the door and at his tankard of ale and at the door and he slowly pours the ale out (laughs) I've had enough for today I think so anybody think they're one of the chosen (laughs) I'd go sit down and heal yeah heal and uh, loot (laughs) <laughs> so everybody just like stops and looks at each other. Kestra pours out a beer, an ale, and then nobody talks about it. 
I feel like Sabatru would be like, no, no, like stop him from pouring it all out and be like, no, <laughs> I heard it too. It's okay. Maybe even grabs it and takes a swig herself. <laughs> there you go. Sabatru's going the opposite way. I haven't had enough to drink today. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys get your healing in, sounds like. That goes we're, off. We're left alone for 10, ten minutes. You are left alone for 10 minutes, yeah. At least, can I get another 10 minutes? Let me see. Oh, you want to focus? I want to refocus as well. I pat well, I... my cat for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not looking at a ton for loot here. Here's what you find. Uh, she was wearing gray robes, but under the gray robes, she actually had on some leather armor. She also has that trident that she was wielding. But she also is wearing a wooden religious symbol of Gazra that is similar to the one that you found in the barn as it has been defaced with various demonic runes. I detect magic. It itself is not magic. I wouldn't know that. Is there any magic with around me? I'm playing by your stupid rules. You're right. I you, so. mean, you mean the rules? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, no, no. 30 feet, right? Yeah. Wait, I think it's 30 feet. I'm almost positive it is. No, no magic. Not that you wouldn't expect. That's the thing. You can, you know, ignore your, you know, crossbow or whatever, but no, no additional magic. Okay, then. Did you guys want the trident or the leather armor or the symbol or anything like that? Is it worth it? Maybe the symbol. I mean, I think maybe the symbol for story purposes. So basically, the door has told us we need to clear the rest of this shit in order to get through the doors. Either that, or if you're one of the chosen, they'll let you through. Is this another spit and blow on it? <laughs> I guess that's right. up to you. I have to say the druid's probably the closest. Your faith is what, the green or something like that? Yeah, I just I open the door. <laughs> and Chiptaya walks up to the door and nothing happens. Blow on it and spit, Jeb. I said it opens. No. I unbutton my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I lick the uh, door. No, no, we said blow on it, not try to have it blow you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, is there some type of hole in the door? <laughs> Where's the keyhole in this here door? Uh, Let's dude. cleanse the halls of corruption to the south. We go south. South. South down the corridors? Oh, there's so <laughs> many doors. You see down the southern corridor, two doors, one to the left and to the right, and then another door to the left farther on down this hallway. The hallway does veer off to the right. Jebediah, what you doing there? I wish to open this door. It is wide open. I take a bath. This is a large, uh, what would seem to be a guest room of some kind. Um, it has a very comfortable looking canopied bed in here. There's an armoire for clothes storage, a full length mirror, a very nice full-length mirror, too, which those are expensive. And light provided by fist-sized glowing orbs mounted into ornate wall sconces. Can I remove them? You know, yeah, I don't see why not. I carry this orb with me. I mean, it's not like a... You, know, carry it, you would carry it like a torch. Yeah, I'll do that. And I don't have to keep casting light. There you go. Cash will take one. There's also... Oh, there idea. is... There is a folding screen, and it conceals a metal bathtub. 
But this room looks like it hasn't had any recent habitation at all. Very clean, very... The, the mayor crisp. never made it that far. <laughs> there you go. And I open the next guest room. You find the exact same thing. This room is just a mirror of the room. I grab another torch. <laughs> yeah, we're going to collect these things. <laughs> yeah, each room has, uh, what, just two of them, it looks like? Yeah, each room has two of them. Those are got to be worth some money. Moonlight, you want a torch that doesn't produce fire? Sure. <laughs> all right, I mean, we're I guess... all set with torches. Let's go. I, mean, I can I guess... drop it at any point, so... I guess that might be actually useful for Moonlight. Not that it's not useful for everybody else. They are really cool. I've got low light vision, so as long as I'm somewhat close to these guys, I'm fine. Do you have, like, weaknesses to fire at all? No. If I made a Leshy and took weaknesses to fire, could I have additional ability points? I don't know if I'd say ability points. I'd say maybe give you a feat. You get six feats if I'm the DM. <laughs> six feats? But the, f the first village we come out with is on fire. <laughs> the BBEG is a fire elemental. <laughs> all of his minions are smaller fire. And we have to fight Ragnaros. Yep. Yeah, there you go, Ragnaros. All right, to, to the end of the hallway. Uh, you go into this other room? The turn. Oh, there's a third one. There Shit. is a third room. I attempt to walk inside. You walk inside. This room is a mirror. Except it has a blue blanket. Why did they choose to do that? They gave this one a pillow. Yes, this room shows signs of recent inhabitation. Oh yeah, there's water in the tub too. Look at that. I yeah. test. I checked the water. Well, it's tepid cold. Yeah, but you dirty tub water. Gamer girl bathtub. Fucking <laughs> 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 Oh man. <laughs> I get a. I fill my flask. <laughs> uh, Was there any like cabinetry in any of these? Like go to investigate. Drawers. Says the, the bed is made and its bathtub is filled with lukewarm water, apparently. Oh, it's lukewarm? Apparently it's lukewarm. I might take a fucking bath. Any I would say with, like, drawers? The armoires is the closest you're gonna get. And if you open Not them, another fucking armoire. Not another fucking armoire. You try, you can't move it. <laughs> it's your <laughs> sand inside. It's locked. It's heavier than you expect it to be. Now you're easily able to open the armoire, but basically, what's it? Do what are they doing? It's a folded bed clothes. Is what I you see. unfold them because I'm a maniac. <laughs> Let me just toss a couple of points on Spencer on uh, Jebediah's chaotic alignment. For some reason, I just pictured you unfolding them just for the sake of unfolding them and walking out. <laughs> it, looked, it looked too neat. I just opened it. <laughs> Fuck this. It was too messy. Yeah, nothing in there. Side. At the end of the hallway, it does curve to the right, and uh, there's another door. I've cleansed the shit out of these hallways. Let's do it. As you approach the door, you hear something on the other side. What do I hear? <laughs> I got a 28. My ears are <laughs> oh, shit. picking yeah. up everything. So uh, Jebediah puts his ear up to the door, and uh, from the other side of the door, you hear the clatter of pots and pans. Uh, what sounds like high-pitched, squealy voices, and then uh, one baritone woman's voice. Like, there's a big, booming voice who's yelling on the other side of this door. It's the marshmallow creature again from Fall of Flagstone. What was, it? What was he called? A fucking uh, Pergy. Pergy. Fucking Pergy. Pergy. 
What happened the last time we heard clattering pots and pans through the door? It is not locked. Jebediah, as you uh, open this door, the, the north wall of this long dining hall contains a stone oven, a cauldron, several metal tables, uh, several long wooden tables and benches are lined up against the south wall, uh, providing accommodations for what seems to be two dozen people to eat together. And uh, there's a door on the far west side of the dining hall. Are we the bad guys? <laughs> I mean, we would be if these guys weren't like all fucking corrupt and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll alleviate that concern right away. Uh, inside the dining hall, it's just a very interesting scene. Uh, in fact, it can, the scene continues in the dining hall for a moment after you open the door, like the the occupants haven't quite noticed that you're there. Um, but what you see is a uh, stout woman in an apron and a spoon, a wooden spoon, going at it as what looks like a soup of some, some kind. And there are three closets that she's yelling at and ordering around in the kitchen, demanding to, like, help her. She's like, get me the carrots from in the pantry. And then the you know, closet scurries over to the pantry, gets in there and brings her an ingredient. It's, like I said, it's a very interesting scene. But after a moment, as she looks up to look over at one of the closets, she sees you. Jebediah. Greetings! Greetings indeed to all you friends and adventurers who join us here on the MinMax podcast as we play The Extinction Curse. Over the last few months, we've seen this silly little podcast that we five friends decided to try continue to grow and introduce us to many awesome people. And we just want to give everyone listening a big thanks for coming along on these adventures. It means a lot to us. And we want to bring you even more adventures. If you feel so inclined, check out our Patreon, join our Discord, we'd love to hear from you. Join us again next week as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.